Since where can uh, the retailer look for new ideas? You know, we spoke about uh, you know some of the different countries offer different new product ideas and so on. So where else, or uh, even from there, how do you even look for new ideas? So I guess uh, everywhere is the answer. You know, one shouldn't limit uh, one's uh, thoughts or one's uh, horizon. Uh, you know, otherwise you get into that uh, classic case, uh, like the marketing myopia kind of principle. When right. you say my my competition is only these five hypermarkets or only these uh, seven fashion retailers, and I will not look beyond that. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's so many places. You can uh, get ideas from vendors. You can get ideas from uh, trade fairs. You can get uh, ideas from what is your strict uh, kind of competition. You can get ideas from uh, people who you normally don't call competition, like Kirana stores or standalone retailers. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, just, just take it from wherever it comes. I think, uh, for instance, some of the best ideas we've had, uh, for instance, in toys, came from small independent retailers. Uh, because this is uh, not a category that uh, hypermarkets are, uh, you know, it's a smaller category for them. It's not so important. Right. But a standalone uh, local toy retailer in a particular city uh, yeah. has some products uh, which uh, you, I mean, he, he's first on the ball, let's put it that way. Right, and right. We, we got some really splendid ideas uh, with, uh, I mean, just to give you an example, uh, I don't know whether you remember. Uh, something called a fidget spinner. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we found that in an independent store and then we sold tons and tons of that thing. But if uh, I hadn't walked into that store that day, uh, we wouldn't have uh, known uh, mm-hmm. that it existed so early. Probably somebody else would have sold the heck out of it. Mm. Uh, then there was another uh, toy, which uh, I, I don't think I can name it. Uh, but it was a very basic toy which we used to play in our, with in our childhood and then it uh, got a new avatar. Okay. Uh, again, I saw that in one independent store and I called my toys buyer and said, you know, what the heck is this? And he said, yeah, this is it. Yeah. And uh, it was retailing uh, through an Indian company which just couldn't make the quantity that we needed. Mm. And we took a call not to buy the branded product and we got it out of China and we sold, oh, tons of it. Mm-hmm. We just couldn't get the quantity here. So, uh, you know, things like that. So uh, if uh, we had only been looking at our five rivals, uh, particularly, you know, if you are uh, the leader, you obviously have to be looking for new things that uh, nobody else has. Uh, so you maintain your lead because uh, within three months or six months, uh, everybody is going to have what you have. Uh, so, um, I mean, uh, uh, it's it's a mistake which I find is commonly made by uh, you know people who work as buyers that they uh, don't look hard enough. Uh, so another, basically, they, you're saying that they wear blinkers, but instead they should be like the ancient saying, which says, absolutely. "Let let noble <coughs> toy ideas uh, maybe instead of noble thoughts <laughs> come from all directions." Right? Absolutely. Uh, and another habit uh, I had was. Uh, Whenever uh, we had to meet a vendor, I think nine times out of 10, I would try to go to the vendor's premises rather than call him over. Uh, Because, uh, you know, in their showrooms, in their factories, uh, whatever, there is so much uh, that you can see. 
Exactly. Uh, when, when the vendor comes to you, he only brings a suitcase and good luck to you. Whatever you see there is what you see. And they also have filters, right? They also think that you will buy something and Absolutely. they want to bring for that or they want to Absolutely. promote something they bring. That. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's there are biases from both sides, right? Absolutely. And, so, yeah, sorry. go ahead. Uh, and, you know, this becomes more so as, uh, you know, in the early days of a company, it uh, probably uh, doesn't happen so much. But uh, as the company becomes more organized uh, and a lot of productive time gets spent on meetings and things like that, uh, the buyers feel it's more convenient to just call the vendor over. And I think that's, uh, that's one of the biggest mistakes they can make. Because uh, so much just goes out of the window uh, I, because of that. I can, I can, uh, you know, uh, relate to that having done general merchandise sourcing myself yeah, yeah. and yeah. made it a point to go to, you know, Indonesia or other sources and always go to their factories and, uh, you know, and, uh, and see, walk around and, uh, you know, see what is, what are you buying, you know, what is different from what you're buying to what your competition is buying and why they didn't offer. And then they will tell you, oh, I'd never thought that you will also be a buyer for this, you know, uh, and so yeah, on and absolutely. so forth. Because they are using their own filters to, to, to determine what you, based on your past purchases and things like that so I, I, I can totally relate to that but you know that's about new product ideas after you have launched a new product then you have to say you know uh, especially if it like like you said some of them start picking up so how you have to sell a huge quantity before everyone else introduces that uh, you know sort copycats or the same products and so on and so so what is the process of getting the you know maximum bang for the buck with these new products if you're a you know chain retailer so uh, you actually have only two options, uh, and uh, it's it's like anything else. If you are dead sure about the product, uh, and this has to do a lot with the instinct and experience and so on, uh, if you're dead sure, uh, better take the risk, get a big quantity, and uh, sell through before anybody else gets in the game. Right, and. Uh, uh, because if you are not sure, then you it makes sense to do a small trial, see how it goes, uh, and then take uh, the big decision. Mm. Uh, but then, uh, you know, you lose uh, time and uh, by then somebody can uh, sneak in. So, uh, one, it's, it's a bit of a gamble uh, and you need to have confidence in your uh, own abilities. Mm -hmm. uh, as you grow bigger, it becomes uh, much riskier because when you are smaller, uh, if you take a few risks, it, uh, you can get away with it. Uh, when the, when you're buying for a larger number of stores, that uh, volume becomes uh, so large uh, that uh, after that, uh, getting rid of it can be a, a huge problem. So, so scale is the way to get bang for your buck, basically. It, uh, having having the uh, courage to back your instincts and uh, then hopefully you're right. <laughs> if you're wrong, of course, uh, uh, it's right. Trouble. Right, right. So, uh, you know, you so in, if given that, uh, is retail buying is it an art or a science? You can answer it with the Indian context or maybe more broad based. Uh, so I don't know. I can look at it. Uh, a little uh, differently in a few different ways. So, right. you know, like, like I mentioned about when we were talking about uh, regional versus centralized. 
right again in buying uh, probably in the beginning it makes a lot of sense to depend on the individual and mm-hmm. let them take uh, the decisions when the risks are less and when uh, the buyers can make a few mistakes and learn and uh, you know uh, get away with it mm-hmm. uh, but as uh, things develop uh, one needs to uh, possibly depend uh, more on uh, data mm-hmm. and, uh, you know have uh, a solid reason for doing whatever mm-hmm. Well, you may uh, you know you, you can't do it when it's a completely new product but uh, you you have some sort of similar uh, thing to compare with and uh, maybe you need to do that uh, so again i think it's a gradual transition which uh, you need to do and that's sometimes a very difficult part uh, because you know once you are used to working in a particular way it's it's like taking a salesman's uh, territory away from him uh, there's going right. to be a lot of uh, resentment uh, right. so when when somebody is allowed to work in a free willing manner and then uh, told that no please uh, justify your decisions with so, data <laughs> with, with the data and with the data that makes sense right uh, yes yeah, so. right so uh, you know uh, in 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 retailing you know both uh, you know shopkeepers as well as customers frequently here and talk about things like schemes and sale and discount and you made a reference to it uh, a little while ago so are they really very important for a retailer uh, so uh, i would say that uh, as a customer you have to treat these a little bit uh, like you treat your credit card right uh, so you know if you use it well uh, you can get the credit and if you pay back on time uh, there's no penalty and uh, you are very happy the credit card company probably doesn't like you too much uh, but you come out on top and it's uh, very similar you get for 30 40 day free credit and things like that Absolutely. as a customer as a Absolutely. customer so it's similar with these schemes uh, you know it's a mix of all and uh, again it reminds me of an incident uh, there uh, there was a mall uh, not too many years ago which uh, ran into some trouble and they had to close down for a few days mm. and uh, then they had to bring back their customers so they had to do something pretty strong because uh, the customers had pretty much gone and uh, it required some extra effort to bring them back so they launched this massive uh, uh, promotion promotion where they said uh, you know anything you buy in the mall uh, so much percent off i forget what the percentage was but it was high it was some 30 40 50% or something like that and uh, there was a smart uh, accountant in my company who went there on the very first day and he bought a phone of the premium brand which you normally don't get a rupee discount on right and he went there and said it's 25% off on everything in this mall so i want 25% off on this phone mm-hmm. and then he paid for it with a particular credit card on which you got a further 10% cashback 
uh, see in the in the more more recent months, uh, you know, within the last twelve months and so on. So how has pandemic, uh, you know, from twenty twenty affected uh, uh, various types of retail formats? I guess some of them benefited, some of them didn't. Uh, you know, e-commerce versus non-e-commerce and so on and so forth. So, so tell us about it. So uh, initially, obviously, it uh, hurt everybody, and then for the few days when very limited uh, uh, products, uh, essentials, uh, you know, were the only things that were moving. Uh, I would say the Kiranas actually surprisingly were the ones who were the fastest off the ground, hmm. uh, and uh, uh, because uh, you know they had to supply essentials, which obviously were uh, happening uh, all the yeah. time, pretty much. Uh, uh, so and I think they they learned the new rules uh, very quickly. Uh, they figured out how to make uh, people uh, you know maintain physical distancing and how to keep a sanitizer at the door and make sure they didn't let in more than so many people at a time. And uh, uh, in any case, there were not uh, too many options uh, in the initial days, so people had to depend on the Kirana and they. Uh, they did a good job and got things together really quickly. Uh, I think the second uh, to get off the mark were uh, the online uh, people who had to obviously, uh, they had to train their people to uh, deliver in a different manner. They had to change yeah, their, method of, yeah, their method of packaging uh, so that uh, you know everything was sealed as much as possible. And uh, that part also happened very well. I think the ones who were really hit uh, badly were uh, the uh, brick and mortar retailers, mm -hmm. uh, particularly those who had a very heavy dependence on malls. Mm -hmm. uh, because the malls were not allowed to open for a fair uh, for a number of months, and uh, you know that. Uh, uh, so let's say if seventy-five uh, percent of your business came from malls, mm -hmm. uh, that seventy-five percent was completely gone for those months, and. Uh, Walk-ins in the rest of it was also, you know, sort of coming at a much slower rate. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it was quite a battering, and it's, uh, I mean, it's not as if everything is normal. It's uh, coming close to normal, uh, but you know, you you only make a profit on that last uh, 10, 20 percent that you sell. Uh, so, if you are not selling that, uh, and while everybody has done their uh, uh, you know, cost rationalization and so on and so forth. Uh, it's uh, it's been tough. So, what are your thoughts on the outlook for the industry for the maybe next five years or even longer? Given that there has been a little setback in the last twelve to sixteen months. Uh, really, really tough to say. Uh, so uh, obviously, this uh, the effects of this pandemic are not going away in the next three months or maybe six months or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a longer haul that we have to be in for till you know everybody is vaccinated and uh, mm -hmm. safe for everybody to move around because uh, a lot of elderly people, a lot of people with comorbidities, uh, may not be comfortable uh, moving out. Um, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, factories are all running and, uh, you know, production is on and uh, most, uh, you know, stores are open, malls are open, even uh, eating places are open. Uh, everything is pretty much uh, open to some degree or the other. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but uh, my guess is, uh, you know, uh, we are seeing that uh, the, the difference, uh, uh, so uh, the speed at which uh, online was gaining over brick and mortar, uh, it's speeded up, uh, you know, the classic A-shaped recovery and all that. Uh, there was, a, uh, online was gaining and now the speed of uh, the gain has uh, moved. Accelerated. Uh, yeah. It's accelerated for sure. So it's, uh, uh, I think uh, it'll remain challenging for some time for the brick and mortar people. Um, that's that's about the best estimate because, uh, you know, you really don't know where this pandemic is going and uh, with new strains and, uh, you know, the countries which were very confident opened up and then they sort of yep, yep, closed yep. down again. And uh, so far in India, we are confident that we are on a good trajectory, but, uh, you know, tomorrow never knows. Right, so right. Uh, very difficult to predict, unfortunately. Right. So given your long career, so, you know, looking back uh, in retail, so looking back, what are the things that you thought, uh, you know, were true about Indian retail that either turned out not to be true or has surprised you? Uh, well, I think the speed at which uh, online has developed uh, is definitely something which is... Uh, very, very interesting. Hmm. Uh, I think in the initial days, we were very confident that a lot of uh, uh, FDI would come into India uh, hmm. fairly quickly. Hmm. And uh, unfortunately, that's been a game of uh, two steps forward and one step back, and sometimes even one step forward and two steps back. Hmm. So that hasn't uh, really happened uh, at the speed uh, that, let's say, retailers of my generation were uh, expecting it to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, the third thing is, as I mentioned, you know, uh, Piranhas, will they be affected? Will they not be affected? We thought they would be affected to some degree at least. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, another surprise. And uh, the fourth thing, which we could have never foreseen, uh, was, of course, the way this whole uh, Omni... Uh, game is being played and all these super apps coming that was obviously something which uh, I mean it was so far away in a, our mind space we kind of guess I guess uh, we thought that things would just uh, sort of continue but grow uh, the way they were but mm -hmm. uh, you know such such radical changes uh, you know uh, sometimes I see some of the things I'm talking about right now they sound uh, prehistoric or Jurassic because things have moved on so, so dramatically. Fast. Yeah, so right. it's like uh, it's like a new generation altogether. True, true, absolutely. I mean, uh, some of some of the things uh, uh, you know, we, we we made a pa you know passing reference only. We didn't have time to, to discuss the super apps in China and you know, especially the retail that they that they uh, that they do with uh, you know in the super apps, the influencers, and so on and so forth. There have been cases of BMWs being sold via uh, chat apps within minutes not one okay right. multiple pieces there was a special right. edition red cherry color or yeah, something really. like that and then sold out in because one influencer talked about it there were some others where they were driven around by a person and people followed that person's uh, driving experience for a, for a for a few days and so on and then in that process that model was sold and so, so there are lots of innovative ways in which uh, uh, mobile super apps 
um uh, you know customer engagement and retail is is is, is happening today uh, we have not yet you know and then china uh, and you know in and the far east feel that they have not even explored it fully so there's there's a lot of things uh, you know waiting to happen i guess uh, so so yeah sure so there's fascinating uh, discussion to 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 understand you know how things have moved uh, hans from uh, you know in in a relatively um short period of time how you know uh, from the hesitancy of introducing uh, uh, the you know soon after liberalization to uh, of introducing some uh, large scale retail stores in india across india to to the pace at which we are seeing the kirana stores managing whatsapp and ordering and delivering and uh, being the ones who are able to sustain even during the pandemic and so on i think it's been a fascinating discussion hans uh, with you now and we have covered a whole range of uh, subjects over the last uh, 30 years definitely and we had a good start with the history thank you very much uh, completely enjoyed the uh, chatting with you about uh, the growth of retail in india thank you so much venkat and uh, i will have to say that i really enjoyed this chat and it was great speaking to you um, our pleasure our pleasure thank you so much again thank you venkat thank you for joining us in yet another episode of move conversations hope you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the move conversations youtube channel and press the bell icon to get notifications of new episodes thank you very much till i see you in the next episode thank you very much Have a great day.